Welcome to the Hot Level Podcast. Kevin A.C., Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune, Ryan Finley, sports editor of the Union Tribune. Padres, Orioles, three games. Who cares? Uh, you know, honestly, this is one of those where I was like, oh, man, I got to familiarize myself with the opponent. You know, see what here. Let's let's see. Just so I can go real quick. Um, so I could tell you, you know, how are uh, Grayson Rodriguez, Jack Flaherty, Dean Kramer, how are they pitching for the Orioles? Because those are the starters. Um, it's like, you know what? Who cares? Like, it's really been this way for quite some time. Whoever the Padres are playing, like they should be able to do a certain amount of damage and they haven't been. So who cares that they're playing the Orioles? We got enough problems here. Let's talk about that. Where do you want to start, Ryan? Kevin, I want to start with yesterday. Um, yesterday to me seemed significant. Uh, Padres had a chance to win a series against the Diamondbacks. It was a game that Manny Machado essentially called out as a must win Saturday following the game. There's been a lot of those, Kevin. Um, and they come out and they score three runs in the first inning, and you think it's going to be one of those Chase Field bandbox specials where it's going to be 14 to 6 and the game's going to take three and a half hours. And the Padres lose. Um, they don't score again after the first inning. Um, they let uh, until Brandon, the until the seventh. Oh, until right. the seventh. I'm sorry. Right. All right. Let Brandon, Brandon Might as well Fott. not have. Yep. Right. They let a uh, young guy fought uh, off the hook over and over again. And to me, this is same song, different verse uh, for what has been the Padres' problems all season. Kevin, I was with you. I believed that this was a team that was probably going to make a real push here at the end. I don't know if they were going to make the playoffs or not. I'm singing a different tune this morning. Um, if you can't win, um, if you can't win a series in Phoenix against the Diamondbacks team that's reeling, I'm not sure you're a playoff caliber club. You? Yeah, I try not to ride. Um, I mean, I got pushed back really hard to um, to not allow a single game, a single event uh, to to make me think a certain thing. As a matter of fact, I might even, uh, in doing that, adjust my you know, fine tune how I'm looking at this season and go, okay, I'm not going to, that's been the case for a while. Like I could have said that we could have said that a week ago against, uh, you know, not the Dodgers, but like a lot of games and series we could have said if they can't beat this team now, because the truth is there's been urgency since July, right? Like, if they can't hold on here against the Rockies, if they can't hold on here against the Tigers, you know, if they can't do this against this pitcher. And so right. this, while, while yes, Ryan, 100% what you said, or 98% what you said, um, it was more dire this weekend. This was just another instance. So I, I refuse to say that this team, if they're such incredible underachievers, well, then, wait a minute. That means that if, you know, our expectation was a nine and they're a four, well, they could still be an eight and they could go on a seven-game win streak and be right back in this. I refuse to say that's impossible. But uh, what I'm seeing on the field, behind the scenes, reading between the lines, I just think they're dead. I do. The I'm not saying that 26 guys aren't trying or 25 since Matt Carpenter's not really on the team. I'm not saying that. I'm not indicting everyone on that team. I'm just saying it doesn't feel like or look like or seem like a team that is capable of any sort of fight in September. The thing that frustrates me like nobody's business with this team is Friday. They come out Friday 
and they're world beaters. And yes, hey, hey, it's pit. It, they're the better pitcher. You know it, that maybe that's all it is. But they come out Friday and they are scoring early and often. They're driving in runs. Um, you know, there's a little hiccup towards the end of Friday night's game, but you know, they they, they hang on. They win. Then they, they add on. Yeah. They add on. They add Great. on. You sit there and you go, well, yeah, this is what they should be doing every night. And then for two days after that, they go back to being the team that has driven the its fans crazy lately. Uh, inability to hit with runners in scoring position, um, le- leaking from a pitching standpoint when when you weren't leaking for most of the year. I just I mean, to me, Sunday hit different, and I, I I don't know if this means they're dead, but I, I think that I need to – I have made that mental switch now. This isn't a good team playing badly. This okay. is okay. A, this is a mediocre team that is inconsistent. This is a mediocre team that will play great one night and terribly the next. It's really hard to reconcile that too, isn't it, that you would – because the evidence says that you're correct – and yet there's Manny Machado and Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. And yes, Sander Bogarts. And yes, Jake Cronenworth. And 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 yes, Trent Grisham. And yes, Gary Sanchez. And I'm going down the list of, in order, basically, of, you know, from superstar to, you know what, decent supporting player. Yeah. Like, and, and, and you just look at teams where you talk about the, the pitching leaking. Yes. And, and what was it? Was it, um, the off day uh, on this trip that seemed like it was, you know, three weeks and was really only five games. Right. Wednesday, uh, Wednesday's off day. Yeah. Or th- Thursday's off. Thursday day. was the off day. And I'll tell you why that you were confused. Cause the stupid wraparound series just messed me still messing me up yeah. uh, last week against the Dodgers. And then the series started Tuesday, Wednesday, Seattle, Thursday off day. And I wrote about the offense, but I had a line in there um, about how the pitching, you know, has been leaking and it could end up being what cost them. Okay, like I was and I was referring to a game like Sunday, like it could end up that could continue and it could end up being what costs them. Every bullpen leaks. Every starting rotation has times where they they go through slumps or a guy has a bad game. But the reason that most teams and when I say most, I mean the overwhelming most teams get on five, six, seven game win streaks is because their offense can pick you up in those moments. Their mm-hmm. offense can do something, and this offense has it, and there is no way to get around it. You can lash out at uh, Luis Garcia for not being good anymore. You can lash out at Nick Martinez for his inopportune bad pitches. Uh, you can – whatever you want to do. This offense is, like, absolutely what you look at and go, how do they – how, how, how? And well, and it's an offense, Kevin, and in, in the numbers, the metrics tell us this is an offense that is worse than the sum of its parts. You know, it, it's so frustrating to me. You know, they've kind of figured out the catcher position. It's August. <laughs> How about but that? They figured it out, right? Trent Grisham has come back to or, or yeah. he's not the opposite of coming back to earth. Yes. He has ascended a little. He's ascended to earth. Right. He has ascended to earth in that he is who he has always been. Juan Soto is who he has always been, right? I mean, you're you're looking. Now, it's they don't have these glaring holes like we talked about early in the season when the catchers were hitting a collective 140. When you know you had all these problems, it's just inopportune hitting. It's not being able to drive in runners in scoring position. It's not being able to add on. A slight example to me was even Friday, which what I thought was a pretty good game. You're going to your good relievers at the end of the game meaning that you probably can't use them the next day, right? 
And look at that little chain reaction from Friday. Now that hurt them Saturday and Sunday, right? To a certain extent, though they the, they had Hater up, but he didn't have to come in the game. They had Suarez up, he didn't have to come in the game. And then Avila picked them up yesterday. Again. I believe that their bullpen being in good shape yesterday actually, you know, prompted Bob Melvin, who you know he can't win uh, at all. Like all I heard forever was he he leaves starters in too long. Um, yesterday he pulls Seth Lugo out after 87 pitches, and you're like, okay, well, gosh, you know that seems like a spot maybe you let Lugo go 100 or whatever. But you know you not only have that Lugo, you know, only has so much bullets perhaps, but you also have a fresh bullpen, and it couldn't hold on. Right. And it leaks. Yes. There you go. Uh, you brought up Juan Soto. Yesterday was the eighth time in his career that he uh, was hitless when he had at least five at-bats. Um, and it's like, yes, Juan Soto's been what he's been. Their offense is such that Juan Soto can't go 0 for 5. Like, like you know, that happens, right? 10% of the times that he has had at least five at-bats, he's gone hitless. That's Mike Trout level, all right? That's, you know, that's like – really good players don't go 0 for 5 or 0 for 6, right? I, I did the research. Like, that's very much what he does is very much consistent with the best players ever. Um, So, yeah, I, what I'm saying is, look, Juan Soto can go 0 for 5, okay? But he can't in this offense. And he looked terrible yesterday. I'm not, like, I'm, you know, that's not cool Like that he had that bad of a day, especially like you said. They just let this uh, fat guy off the, the hook, Um. All, 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 you know, second inning, third inning, fourth inning, fifth inning. Guy almost made it. He made one, five hits in the first inning. This isn't Max Scherzer. This isn't, uh, you know, Verlander, um, who, you know, it's almost like a, a characteristic of an ace. Sometimes they get in trouble in the first inning and then go seven or seven and two thirds, you know, without allowing another hit or something. That's not who this guy is, but that's what he did basically. Right. He, Got blown up in the first inning, leaves two runners on, gets out of it, and then, what, four hits for the next uh, four and two-thirds innings? Yeah, you just, I mean, that's the thing. And, Kevin, here's the thing. We're not unreasonable people. (laughs) When you're lining up Rich Hill against Zach Gallon on Saturday, the outcome was about what I would have guessed. The pitching matchup is such that you – I'm not going to sit there and ding them for for Zach Gallen shoving. Zach Gallen shoves a lot. It's why he's a Cy, Cy Young, if not favorite, then in the conversation. Caliber. Okay? Caliber guy, right? That doesn't bother me. It's This team needs to win 60% of its games to be in the conversation for the playoffs. And if you can't win on a day when you're facing a rookie pitcher with a 70 RA or whatever the heck it was heading into the game, what are we doing here? Did you see the Padres Daily today where I talked about all three of these Orioles pitchers? And it's uh, Jack Flaherty, who they got from the Cardinals, has a 4-3-3 ERA. I believe the other guys are in the fives, the other two. And I was like, uh-oh, that's not who the Padres do well against. Right. Uh, they do okay, but they do okay against everybody. They do okay against good relievers, bad relievers, uh, you know, about league average there. They do okay, about league average, maybe even a little better against good starters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't jump on starters they should jump on. And that happens every once in a while. There's a reason, as Manny Machado is fond of saying, you know, there's a reason these guys are in the major leagues. Right. If they, they get couldn't paid get anybody too. out, yep. then they would be in AAA. Right. But, but these- not with this offense. 
and not repeatedly. That's the problem. So we've pounded on the offense. I don't know. Ryan, like, should we talk about, like – Well, can I talk about Machado? What? Can I talk about, can I, can I talk yes, about Machado please. for a minute? Please talk so about you, it. Your lead in today's Padres Daily, which, again, is excellent. Um, I mean, I could sense the frustration coming out of coming out of my computer screen this morning for Manny Machado. I mean, you're starting to see a few more few more swear words dropped into his quotes. You're starting to see him. I mean, really, I think this appears to be um, a nearing a breaking point with him. True or not? Yeah, I mean, Manny can be a little prickly in April, but yes, yes, um, for sure. Like he he leans more. Where where you're you're on to that you're on to something you're, you're you're reading it correctly is that he leans more into his cliches he leans more into his dogma of it's baseball at times like this right like when he talks Saturday about Zach Gallon it's like yeah man gotcha absolutely that's that was my take too right what you said Ryan like that's Zach Gallon I will say this the Padres problem is they put themselves in a position where they can't afford those games. And that's really what you kind of knew was going to, if something was going to trip them up, if they were not going to, you know, somehow go on a tear, it was that, you know, you don't win every game in baseball and you do face Zach Gallon. So you can't afford those. And Zach Gallon was good, but they had some opportunities. Anyway, when he says that, like Zach Gallon gets paid, Zach Gallon, Cy Young, blah, blah, blah. Gotcha, Manny. hundred percent, man, you, you know, when he comes the next day and he tries to lead with it's baseball or that guy's in the majors for a reason. Sorry. I, 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 sorry. Like I know what you're saying is technically true, but you know what I'm saying is true. And that is that you guys should have beat that guy. Right. <laughs> and if this was, and if this was a one-off or if this was yeah. a exactly. Padres have a problem at chase field thing yeah. or yeah. whatever, it, that's one thing, but this is, we're reaching a point where this is this is who they are. So uh, I'm assuming your answer to this is going to be no, but uh, you know, uh, sorry for you know assuming. You think they can pull out of it? Nothing they've done in the last month leads me okay. to think that 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 they can. Um, the entire but, season. Yeah, but I look at Kevin. I look at the quality starts. I look at the run differential. I look at the numbers that seem to say that this team is unlucky. Um, and I wonder if they're going to sort of revert to who they were always supposed to be at some point, but how stupid does that make me look? (laughs) You know, I mean, that's the thing about baseball, right? You are what your record says you are, especially after a hundred and some odd games. After a hundred some odd games. I started hearing that from people in May and I'm like, stop it. You know, now go ahead and say it, you know, now go ahead and say it. If now, and, and guess what? You'll, you'll be right because like, Three teams in the last 15 years have come back from being further down than the the Padres are right now. None of those teams was under 500. So what I'm saying is like they back until last year, you know, there weren't six playoff teams until 10 years ago. There weren't five playoff teams. There were only four in each league. So, you know, teams with sub 500 records weren't in contention. Uh, And the Padres are like that fringe in contention, right? Like they're in the hunt. As a matter of fact, Manny used that work yesterday. Um, they're in the hunt. Well, if they are, they're, you know, they're losing the scent, right? Um, I'm not a hunter. I don't know what some of those terms are, right? Like, but uh, they're losing the scent there. Um, oh, and here's the problem. The problem is the teams that they're playing, and we, in our last episode, we went over what their next month looks like. 
They're playing a bunch of teams that are trying, Kevin. Not uh, We talked before the year, we like the Padres' chances of making the playoffs. For no other reason than very few teams we thought in the National League were taking this seriously. And, I mean, this week alone, what gets them back in the hunt? Let's just go bite-sized chunks here. What gets them back in the hunt? They play seven games in a row. They play three against Baltimore, four against the Diamondbacks. What record gets them in the hunt? Six and one? Five and two? Yeah, six and one. I mean, that's the point we're at, right? Like, because um, now, let's say they go six and one, um, and it's uh, four of the wins are against, they sweep the, the Diamondbacks. Well, then they probably have passed the Diamondbacks, right? Right. So, okay, great. Um, and you would think that if this team, the Padres, gets on a roll, then, you know, they would stay on a roll to some extent. But I'm done predicting this team. Yeah, Ryan, that's where we're at. Another thing that I wrote about was kind of doing the math. Like at the time, the Cubs were the team ahead of them. They keep flip-flopping now, Cubs, Marlins, Reds. But um, if, the, if those teams even just go 500, the Padres have to win two-thirds of their games. Right. So now all the Padres can worry about is winning two-thirds of their games, right? Right. Um, well, guess what? The last time over a 44-45 game stretch that the Padres – won two-thirds of their games was the beginning of 2022. That's it. So it's been a long time. They haven't even come close this year. Barely over 500 over a 45-game stretch this year. Um, And when I wrote it, there were 45 games. There's 44 games left now. So it's we're to the point now where – losses kill you, but just ripping a page off the calendar, you know, hurts as well because there's less time. Right. You're just, you're running, you're running out. You're right. We're also to the point where like you, you go Friday, right? Like they go Friday and they win and I'm like, okay, fine. That was predictable. And the wins just aren't as like the wins don't feel as big as the losses at this point. That's the point of the season we're in. Right. And again, if they go six and one doing something that they haven't done all year, then go six and one against the Orioles and the Diamondbacks. One team that I'm two teams that are at the very least playoff contenders, better than they are in the standing. Guess who looms next week and the week after and the week after that? I mean, you've got to string together four of those in a row. I mean, not six and one every week, but, but you but you can't go two and five. You I'll go to go where I started. Yeah. I'll go to where I started. And I know that everybody wants to say, but 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 they're not who we thought they are. It's not as black and white as that. So I'll go to where I started, that it doesn't matter they're playing the Orioles that most of the teams they play and most of the pitchers they play, Mm -hmm. if the Padres play as the Padres, as many of their players did in say the four or five years preceding this year. So what they are, what they are, it doesn't matter. They can win 10 of 12. I still contend that that's the case. There are, other things at play. They're not playing like that. So it really is moot. But I'm just saying, like, I've watched enough of this team to say, I don't care who they're playing. That Brian, your point is valid. I mean, yeah, they're they're they don't play like um 2021. They got to September and they took two or three or three or four, I don't know what it was, against the Astros. Mm-hmm. The Astros didn't give a crap. They were they they were like forty seven games up in the West, right? Cruising to the, the number one seed or whatever it was, number two seed, and they didn't care. The Padres don't have any of those. That matters. I you're you're correct, Ryan. I'm just saying I'm not too bogged down in who they're playing because I've seen them do what they did yesterday, and I've seen them bomb Max Scherzer, 
And I've seen it so many times this year that it's like, no, if they just play how they can string together, um, and I'm not talking about the 10-2 win. I'm talking about the occasional time um, where you saw, and it's what they did last year, where they strung together hits for a, for a three-run inning. Okay, didn't leave anybody on base then maybe went down in order the next inning, and then a two-run inning because they strung together some hits, some walks. They made a pitcher work. They drove up a pitch count. Oh, now they're – okay, now they're into the bullpen. Then the next night they're in good shape, and that's what they did last year, and that's what this team is capable of, and that's what they haven't done this year. But, I, you know, if they did, they would be okay against whoever they're playing. I happen to think they're done. My opinion doesn't matter, but, you know, that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm hearing. That's everything. Sure. In my previous life, Kevin, I covered college baseball during the spring. Oh, uh, it's one of your favorite things. Uh, the, the team that I covered one year won the national championship and That's college awesome. World Series. It was great. In two weeks in Omaha. Um, th- their, their coach that year had a schedule made, and instead of that night's opponent, it was just the game. So Love it, it. Friday, Friday night, the game. Saturday night, the game. Sunday, the game. His thinking being that they should win most of their games. <laughs> and it doesn't matter who you're playing if you have the roster that they have. I feel that way with, with the Padres a little bit, almost despite what their record tells me. If they play the game well, they should beat most teams most nights. And yet we've, we're here through a hundred and some odd games. And how many times have they done that? And, and, and that's the thing. And look, there's um, I've already started thinking about it since I've got, you know, I just expressed an opinion on this podcast, which is a place to do that, mm-hmm. that I think they're done. They're not done. Mm-hmm. So we are still covering their games. But of course. I don't know how far away we are from that. My focus each day as I continue to be at these games is more big picture. We we have time for that. You and I will, uh, and Jeff Sanders will come up with a list of, of these these uh, topics to cover, right? Um, because that's what you do when you are covering a team that is out of it and you need to start looking ahead to next year and, and kind of also doing an autopsy one day at a time. And we'll get to that. For tonight, I'll be covering the game for the right. most part. But there's just, there's a lot of reasons. I, I said all that to say, like, there's so much more to say about this team and and why they're here and why everybody, the, the crazy thing is, is like, Unlike 2021, where you where you saw it unraveling, almost like in June, you saw the potential for it to unravel with the way the pitching was going. And then July, August, you start to hear rumblings about clubhouse stuff and, and all that. And you, you, you kind of like, OK, it didn't matter that they were six games up in the wild card. You 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 understood why it was unraveling. Mm-hmm. I haven't found anyone that really understands why this is happening, mm-hmm. uh, because it, that's just how confounding it is about this team. That well, it's really, I think that's a big part of the frustration. It's a part of the frustration of covering it, and it's a part of the frustration of being on it. Where because they're, they're like, we're better than this. We were mostly healthy. You know wh- what? What we went to the NLCS last year with a lot of the same guys. So if there's like a chemistry thing, like what's that? Like, yeah. Well, here's the thing, too. A lot of times it's, hey, you're not getting the production that you want from a position player or from a position group. There's not even that, Kevin. Maybe first base. I mean, it's to me, that's the as a longtime Padres uh, observer before I took this job. 
oftentimes you could sit there and go, well, they were they were crappy because their pitching was crappy, or they were crappy because Ruben Rivera was getting on the job training in center field, or because they called up Sean Burroughs too early, or because so and so wasn't who you thought he was, or Jared Weaver walked away midway through the season, or we can go down the list, right? It's not that simple. I mean, if you could wave a magic wand right now and get rid of one of their regular position players for the best guy in baseball, I'm not sure they'd be all that much better or worse. Like, they've got all-stars at so many positions. Right. Like, um, I, I, I I love that you said that because, like, oh, you know what? I'm pretty sure they could fit Otani or Trout in there. Right. Um, but I get your point. Like, right. Would it make a difference on this team? <laughs> like, like if Jake Cronenworth isn't playing first base every day, but Pete Alonso is, is that the difference? Yeah, I, mean, I get does, your does point. Does that win any really, more games? Yeah. I mean, it's it's so much bigger than one guy. It's That's the thing that's that, for me, I have a hard time wrapping my, my arms around. It's not as if they brought in one guy and he's not who they thought he would be, and so they're bad. It's much bigger than that. And that's why... Uh, this is going to be must-see TV, win or lose, for the rest of the season? It's really hard to believe that, uh, that that we're here. I've been preparing it, doing my notes, asking my questions um, for it. But I, in the back of my head, I still had, now, nah, you know, this will be like last year. Yeah. And it, it really doesn't look like it's going to be. Um, and again, I say that with the caveat of, Still a lot of talent out on that field. And you, the thing that has everybody so upset, I think a lot of people would have tuned out even more if it weren't for the games like Friday, right? Yeah. If it weren't for the fact that like um, they lost the way they did um, on Wednesday where they had the lead and then the beginning and just those type of games that just kind of blow your mind, but they were right there to win it. Like it, I, daddy, you're right. It is, it is must see. And it also shows you that they are capable of that. They don't, they're not like 2018, 2017 suck bad, no, no chance. No. In the end, they're far more disappointing than those teams. No. Um, and in the end, the result is, is probably going to be the same. And the, in the end, the solution is more complicated. Oh, we could all agree in 2017 that they had no good players and that the easy way to do that was to go sign good players. Yeah. Right. So how many Machado ended up a Padre, right? Like that's a conversation for, for later this fall, Kevin is what the heck are they going to do with a payroll this size? And the core that's still there. There. So, so in in one hand, and and we'll stop here, but like in one hand it's, Oh, cool. Cool. Okay. You got your core. This is what we do around it. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. You can also look at the other way. Like, Oh boy. Okay. Well got your core. They better perform better than they did this year then. Right. You can't really add to it. You can't add another 30 million a year guy. So these are your guys. Yep. Um, crazy. Kevin, I think we'll, we'll, uh, we'll leave it there. One last thing. Uh, Cause I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, I will be in the stands tonight. Um, watching Padres play the Orioles. Uh, pitching the kids. No, <laughs> but buddy in town, buddy has tickets. Uh, the, uh, the Kevin uh, pitching matchup tonight. It is uh, you, Darvish, and it's not Flaherty till tomorrow. It is you, Darvish, and Grayson Rodriguez. 5.84 ERA, 2-3. and Like I told you from the outset, did not do my homework on the Orioles. We don't – haven't seen them in a while. Uh, Do know 
uh, throughout the year, seeing highlight shows, reading about them, that there are a lot of storylines I'm missing. And that it really sucks that I couldn't dive deeper into them because I'm too worried trying to figure out this team that I cover here. So I, 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 I do apologize for that because I do think there are a lot of good storylines on this, on uh, this Orioles team, but for the most part, if you're listening to the Hot Lava podcast, you're far more consumed by the storylines on the Padres. Sure. I know three things about the Orioles. Uh, Adley Rutschman, um, Cedric Mullins, uh, sweet uniforms. That's all I got. I love the fact here, a little story about uh, Adley Rushman. Um, I love the fact that the day that uh, like the day after he was drafted, we were there in Baltimore. It was a Manny Machado reunion. And you know how they bring that number one draft pick in and, and, uh, and, and he's introduced to the crowd and all that stuff. And man, the Orioles were bad that year. Right. Um, I think Padres even swept them and the Padres weren't that great. Uh, that great. <laughs> um, and, and the, the way the crowd greeted him and they're really good fans there. And then the way people were talking about how he was can't miss. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that, that, that I got to see him on that day because how many times do you see a guy like that? And then that guy's nothing, right? You never like, see him again. Like, it's yeah. so hard to make the major leagues. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to be what people expect you to be and to match that optimism for when you were drafted. And I just think it's cool. Like, Oh, Hey, yeah. I remember when that guy was waving to the crowd, he was, you know, uh, just, just drafted. Uh, and now here he is a bona fide, uh, big time all-star contributor to one of the best stories that I completely have missed, um, uh, in baseball. In fairness, Kevin, I don't think that the Baltimore sun guy cares a whole lot about the Padres either. So no, no, but you know what, if they do a podcast, they are interested as you and I have been on most of them where we, we see what the opponent looks like, right. but we just spent our whole time talking about how the opponent doesn't matter. It still feels weird to me that I know so little about the Orioles. I was watching Mariners Orioles late Saturday, and uh, they showed a video clip of Adley Rushman playing football at Oregon State and tackling Christian McCaffrey on a kickoff. So that's all I got. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Yep. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin, welcome home. Ten days in a row. uh, It is the longest homestand of the season. Yes. Deep breath. We will talk... Thursday when they uh, open up a four-game series against uh, those Arizona Diamondbacks. So uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Hot Lava Podcast. For Kevin Acey, I'm Ryan Finley. We'll see you next time.